Chip, you ready? Yep. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody. To Chip and Eric, reading through the Bible. Yeah. Newton, Kansas, number one Bible reading podcast. Two years running. Two years running. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know who we beat out for that, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've never even heard of the other ones. That's how <laughs> yeah. that's how popular this one is. <laughs> is it's, I haven't even yeah. heard of the other ones. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we're getting at it. We're in the book of Deuteronomy, Eric's favorite book in the Old Testament. It's my favorite book between Numbers and Joshua. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. In that in that range, it's my favorite one. Okay. I really do love Deuteronomy. It's Moses' last words. Mm-hmm. And I was joking. Who was I joking with yesterday? Oh, I was joking with Allison oh. yesterday about, like, why his last words are to recall the entire law. I'm like, maybe he was stalling. Could be. <laughs> like he, yeah, he just let's play. like, all right, go say your last words, and then you got to go up that mountain and die. And he's, he's like, okay, it. let's do it again. <laughs> I'm gonna say we'll the whole thing again. all over again. But you know what he says in uh, chapter five? Yeah, I do in, actually. In, in chapter four is what I mean. I I know exactly what he says. What's he say? He says, and now, yeah, Israel, mm-hmm. listen carefully to these decrees and regulations that I am about to teach to you. Obey them. So that you may live, so that you may enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving to you. Do not add to or subtract from these commands I'm giving you. Just obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you. You saw for yourself what the Lord did to you at Baal Peor. There the Lord God destroyed everyone who had worshipped Baal, the God of Peor. But all of you who are faithful to the Lord your God are still alive today. Every one of you. Look! I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord my God commanded me so that you may obey them in the land that you're about to enter and occupy. Obey them and completely and you'll display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. When they hear of all these decrees, they will exclaim, How wise and prudent are the people of this great nation. So prudent. For what great nation has a God near to them as the Lord our God is near to us wherever we call on him, whenever we call on him. And what great nation has decrees and regulations as righteous and fair as this body of instructions I'm giving you today? But watch out. Hmm? Be careful. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Never forget the day when you stood before the Lord your God at Mount Sinai, where he told me, summon the people before me and I will personally instruct them. Then they will learn to fear me as long as they live. And they'll teach their children to fear me also. You came near and stood at the front of the mountain, while flames from the mountain shot into the sky. The mountain was shrouded in black clouds and deep darkness. And the Lord spoke to you from the heart of the fire. You heard the sound of his words, but didn't see his form. There was only a voice. He proclaimed his covenant, the Ten Commandments which he commanded you to keep, and which he wrote on two stone tablets. It was at that time the Lord commanded me to teach you his decrees and regulations so you would obey them in the land you're about to enter and occupy. But be very careful. You did not see the Lord's form on the day he spoke to you from the heart of the fire of the Mount Sinai. So do not corrupt yourselves by making an idol in any form, whether a man or a woman, an animal on the ground, a bird in the sky, a small animal that scurries along the ground, make a scurry sound, or a fish in the deep sea. And when you look up into the sky and see the sun, moon, and stars, 
all the forces of heaven, don't be seduced into worshiping them. The Lord your God gave them all to the peoples of the earth. Remember that the Lord rescued you from the iron-smelting furnace of Egypt in order to make you his very own people and his special possession, which is what you are today. But the Lord was angry with me because of you. Because of you. He vowed that I would not cross the Jordan River into the good land the Lord your God is giving you as your special possession. You will cross the Jordan to occupy the land, but I will not. Instead, I will die here on the east side of the river. So be careful not to break the covenant of the Lord your God that he's made with you. Do not make idols of any shape or form, for the Lord your God has forbidden this. The Lord your God is a devouring fire. He is a jealous God. In the future... When you have children and grandchildren and have lived in the land a long time, do not corrupt yourselves by making idols of any kind. This is evil in the sight of the Lord your God and will arouse his anger. Today, I call on heaven and earth as witnesses against you. If you break my covenant, you will quickly disappear from the land you're crossing the Jordan to occupy. You will live there only a short time. Then you will be utterly destroyed. For the Lord will scatter you among the nations where only a few of you will survive. There, in a foreign land, you will worship idols made from wood and stone, gods that neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But from there, you'll search again for the Lord your God. And if you search for him with all of your heart and soul, you'll find him. In the distant future, when you're suffering all these things, you'll finally return to the Lord your God and listen to what he tells you. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He, uh, he will not abandon you or destroy you or forget the solemn covenant he made with your ancestors. Now, search all the history from the time God created people on the earth until now, and search from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anything great has ever been seen or heard before? Has any nation ever heard the voice of God speaking from fire as you did and survived? Has any other God declared to take a nation for himself out of another nation by means of trials, miraculous signs, wonders, war, a strong hand, a powerful arm, and a terrifying axe? Yes. This is what the Lord your God did for you in Egypt, right before your eyes. He showed you these things, so you would know that the Lord is God, and there is no other. He let you hear his voice from heaven so he could instruct you. He let you see his great fire here on earth so he could speak to you from it. Because he loved your ancestors, he chose to bless their descendants, and he personally brought you out of Egypt with a great display of power. He drove out nations far greater than you so he could bring you in and give you their land as your special possession as it is today. So remember this and keep it firmly in mind. The Lord is God, both in heaven and on earth, and there is no other. If you obey all the decrees and commands I'm giving you today, all will be well with you and your children. I'm giving you these instructions so you'll enjoy a long life in the land the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Then Moses set apart Three cities of refuge east of the Jordan River. Anyone who killed another person unintentionally without previous hostility could flee there to live in safety. These were the cities. Bezer on the wilderness plateau from the tribe of Reuben. Ramoth in Gilead for the tribe of Gad. Golan in Bashan for the tribe of Manasseh. Wow. <clears throat> okay. This is the body of instruction that Moses presented to the Israelites. These are the laws, decrees, and regulations that Moses gave to the people of Israel when they left Egypt and as they camped in the valley near Beth Peor, east of the Jordan River. This land was formerly occupied by the Amorites under King Sihon, who ruled from Heshbon. But Moses and the Israelites destroyed him and his people when they came up from Egypt. Israel took possession of the land and that of King Og of Bashan, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan. 
So Israel conquered the entire area from Aror at the edge of the Arnon Gorge all the way to Mount Sirion, also called Mount Hermon. They, and they conquered the eastern bank of the Jordan as far south as the Dead Sea below the slopes of Pisgah. Moses called all the people of Israel together and said, Listen carefully, Israel. Hear my decrees and regulations I am giving you today, so you may learn them and obey them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Mount Sinai. The Lord did not make this covenant with our ancestors, but with all of us who are alive today. At the mountain, the Lord spoke to you face to face from the heart of the fire. I stood as an intermediary between you and the Lord, for you were afraid of the fire. It did not want to approach the mountain. He spoke to me. And I passed his words on to you. This is what he said. So if you're trying to figure out what the covenant is, this might be a good good time to listen. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children, in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God, the Lord Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your oxen and donkeys and other livestock, and any foreigners living among you. All your male and female servants must rest as you do. Remember that you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out with his strong hand and powerful arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you. This will give you a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's wife. You must not covet your neighbor's house or land, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. The Lord spoke these words to all of you assembled there at the foot of the mountain. He spoke with a loud voice from the heart of the fire, surrounded by clouds and deep darkness. This was all he said at that time, and he wrote his words on two stone tablets and gave them to me. But when you heard the voice from the heart of the darkness while the mountain was blazing with fire, all your tribal leaders and elders came to me. They said, Look, the Lord your God has shown us his glory and greatness, and we have heard his voice from the heart of the fire. Today we have seen that God can speak to us humans, and yet we live. But now why should we risk death again? If the Lord our God speaks to us again, we will certainly die and be consumed by this awesome fire. Can any living thing hear the voice of the living God from the heart of the fire as we did and yet survive? Go yourself and listen to what the Lord our God says. Then come and tell us everything he tells you, and we will listen and obey. The Lord heard the request you made, and he said, I have heard what the people said to you, and they are right. Oh, that they would always have hearts like this, that they might fear me and obey all my commands. If they did, they and their descendants would prosper forever. Go and tell them, return to your tents. But you stand here with me so I can give all my commands, decrees, and regulations. You must teach them to the people so they can obey them in the land I am giving them as their possession. So Moses told the people, you must be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God, following his instructions in every detail. Stay on the path that the Lord your God has 
commanded to you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are about to occupy. Okay. Is that it? That's it. That's all I got? That's okay. it. That's all we got today. That's it. Man. Hmm. Oh, man. What to do with this? So... We have two questions in mind as we read the text. What's this telling us about God? And what is this telling us about ourselves? And then we try to figure out, okay, if this says this about God and this about us, then we should live this way. So, okay, Chip, what's this telling us about God? Let me tell you. Go ahead. One of the things. I'll let you. It tells us about God. There's a lot of good God stuff in here. Um, this tells us, tells me that God... God wants us to search for him. He wants us to search for him. In, in one particular instance, but there you will search again for the Lord your God, and you search for him with all your heart and soul, you will find him. So he wants us to search for him, to go after him, to long for him, to look for him. And uh, there are many distractions that they had, and we have many distractions today, and God wants us to come after him. He's jealous for our love, and it's he's... He's not playing hide-and-seek. Nope. He's out in the open. He's right there. He's everywhere. And so we can find him. But uh, he wants us to long for him like he longs for us. And so God wants us to find him, to search for him, to go after him. Mm-hmm. I like that. And in that piece of the passage here, you know, we don't have any references, but yeah. um, where he says today, I call on heaven and earth as witnesses against you. And then says, you know, you're going to be scattered and judged and all this stuff if you break the covenant. And he knows that they're going to break the covenant. Yep. You know, God's shown him that, and God's not surprised when it happens. Um, that's where he says to look for him, is mm-hmm. in the brokenness. Mm-hmm. And contractually, God doesn't owe them that. You know, he doesn't owe them this, that they'll find him again. And we're going to see this throughout the book of Judges, you know, where Israel breaks the covenant and gets oppressed and then cries out to God and God delivers them. They are obedient and then they break the covenant and they're oppressed and it's going to go around and around. And, um, you know, it's just fascinating to me that the first time Israel broke the covenant with God, he could have just been like, you're done. And actually, that's exactly what he did. They made that calf or that calf magically came out of the fire that they didn't make. It's definitely, just amazing definitely didn't happens. make. I mean, it's just... You know, but they broke that covenant five seconds after they agreed to it. Yeah. And uh, God was merciful to them on at Moses' behest. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see over and over and over and over and over again how mm-hmm. merciful he is toward them. And um, I think that that says something about God, that he wants us to search for him. But I think it says something about us, too. Like, you know, if Israel was contractually obligated to constantly be doing the right thing and following the law, and they were constantly failing, and yet God in his mercy would constantly take them back, I think one thing that that says about us is we need to accept the process of sin, repentance, forgiveness. Um, and mm-hmm. we, we need to we need to look at that process because when we are feeling like we are rejected by God because of our sin or we feel unworthy because of our sin or whatever, repentance and forgiveness are right there. And it's no mystery to God that we're going to fail again. It's no mystery to most of us that we're going to fail again. Yeah. Maybe not in the same way. Mm-hmm. God willing, we could just overcome yeah. that one thing, but we're never going to be perfect. Mm. you know. And so I just think that for us, we need to really, um, what this says, that particular piece says is that 
you know, we benefit greatly from understanding that there's there's a God who wants desperately not just to us to seek him, but to uh, reward us when we find him, and especially in that moment of forgiveness. And so I would say we need forgiveness. Yep. And uh, when we ask for forgiveness, it's there. There's a, a never-ending supply of that forgiveness and that grace. So good. So what do we do with that? Well, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So he gives commands, scripture, mm-hmm. things we need to do. And so when we spend time in scripture, like you guys are, great mm-hmm. job, way to go. Mm-hmm. He reveals those areas in our life. Oh, wow, I'm coveting my neighbor's stuff. Oh, wow, this is an idol in my life. Oh, man, I'm falling short. Never thought it was, but it is. And so I now I confess it because I read about it. I confess it, repent, turn from it. And then I, uh, I, I get the forgiveness that comes along with it. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's just being in God's word, knowing what he, what he says and what he expects, expectations. Again, he doesn't hide those either. <laughs> Try to figure it out. Yeah, good What's luck. right and wrong. Hey, go do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, so no, the law cool. is a mirror that mm-hmm. we hold up and we see our, we see our own guilt in it. That's mm-hmm. the ministry of the law is to show us our guilt. And yet, you know, we're free from the law because Christ fulfilled that stipulation on our behalf. So That's we right. can enjoy the, the covenant benefit of being God's people that blessing. So, yeah, I think absolutely knowing the rules is the first step to following the rules, right? And and know. yeah, we can't know our guilt if we don't understand the laws themselves. I think another thing would be to understand that these laws, especially the 10 commandments as we look at them, tell us a lot about God. You know, like the character of God is revealed in these things, and so we should take the principles of who God is based on these things. Mm. You must not murder. That means that God values human life, mm. right? That's mm. that's one of his commandments. Yeah. God values human life. And so, you know, that translates to not just not murdering, but also mm. like elevating people who are oppressed and sure. loving people who are unlovable. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why Jesus says that, and we haven't got to the great commandment, that's actually tomorrow, but that's why Jesus says, loving God and loving others, you can hang the rest of the law on those two things. Mm-hmm. It hinges right on those two things. And so, yeah, I just think uh, understanding who God is, looking at the law as a way of revealing who God is, as this revelation of who God is, and it allows you to worship in it, that there's these standards, and we can worship the God of the law when we know him, and we understand his forgiveness is real and it's present in our lives. Mm-hmm. Amen. Cool. It's good. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Yeah. Hope you had a, a great trip through Deuteronomy with us as we any, continue uh, on. Any shout-outs today? Shout-outs to um, Pepsi Peeps. Oh, Peeps Pepsi. Shout-out to that. I can't believe you drank that mess. I did have just a little bit because it just has too much sugar in for me. Yeah. But I really? Had a Pepsi made with Peeps? Yeah. Too much sugar. Too much sugar. But weird. I did taste it. I bought it, tasted it, and gave the rest of my kids to taste it. We all liked it. I'll probably do it again. Uh, it's like you squeeze a peep into a bottle of Pepsi. That sounds disgusting. It, it sounds amazing. And it was incredible, and I enjoyed it. Well, Every little drop I had of it, which wasn't much. Big shout out to Peeps Pepsi. Happy birthday to you. Somebody online called it Peepsy. I Peepsy. think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think Shelly did. Good job, Shelly. That's a great name. Yeah. And happy birthday. You're going to become famous now. And happy birthday. God bless you. Yeah. Happy birthday. You're going to be famous Shelley. for Peepsy. We'll Peepsy. give you credit. Yeah. But just put Chip and Eric on the bottle. Yeah. Obviously. You got to. Yeah. 
I think I would like it very much if somebody made homemade peeps and they were shaped like us. Is that possible? Yeah, you can make peeps. I guess somebody does, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, if you guys can do that, that we would I don't know if I could eat eat them. <laughs> I could. I'd want to like look at them. I don't mind. Well, it's like the people who got us the pumpkin head and the Frankensteins last year and it looked like that's us. True. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, hey guys. Hey, have a good one. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.